up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And we're going to do a special report today. Uh, for those of you unaware, there was yet another school board meeting on Tuesday night. I was not able to stay for it. I uh, was there briefly outside, met my wife. We did our own little uh, prayers over the meeting. And uh, I know that they had about, I don't know, looks like 15 or 20 people in the pictures that were there around 5 o'clock to do a little prayer before they stepped in. And if you watched, you saw and heard what went on. So uh, I feel the need to reference uh, something that's been growing in the background. So we've got a number of PACs in the city. We've got a number of different political groups in the city. And much like, well, some are political or some are overtly partisan. Some are based on specific issues and some are just general in nature. So you may recall I did some uh, help for the McKinney First uh, pack, and uh, there's a new one called McKinney Values. I I, I have uh, know some of their leadership there. I'm you know I'm happy to help whoever you know working on the similar goals. It's a good thing. The latest one, courtesy of Miss Angie Beto and her her friend the mayor have put forth something called the Public Schools First McKinney. Now, I don't know if this is part of a little chain or what this is. And they claim to be nonpartisan. Their color is blue. I'm sure that was not a coincidence. And I take no offense at it. But don't, don't lie to me. Much like the League of Women Voters once upon a time may have been truly nonpartisan, there's absolutely nothing nonpartisan about it. Now, the McKinney, or I'm sorry, Public Schools First McKinney PAC has put out a name or a list of names of their mm, people that have signed off on this. It should not be lost on anybody that at least two of these people routinely speak at the school board meetings. One spends most of his time attacking somebody that's not even on the school board and then trying to go after Chad Green to confirm whether or not he agrees with the person that he spent all of his time going after. When, of course, the president of the school board has made it known that we're not supposed to attack anybody by name and we're only supposed to speak on educational issues, period. That doesn't happen, yet that person hasn't even been warned to stop. But that's okay. Then his friend, coincidentally, uh, avowed, self-acknowledged uh, satanic worshiper, which, okay, that's fine. We have freedom of religion. If you want to worship the fallen angel, go for it, buddy. I, it doesn't offend me. It doesn't bother me. But what really kind of bothers me is the fact that you're destro- destroying your child and asking us to celebrate it with you when your same said child went on a overnight soiree or a, a uh, the thespian tour or visit, whatever it might've been called, doesn't really matter. And like I always say, don't take what I say at face value. You need to go research it, confirm it and look for yourself. But he celebrated the fact that his child was on this trip and was rooming with people that were of the opposite sex. And none of the parents were notified. 
Well, one, how the heck does that happen? And two, why would we celebrate? And three, where are the repercussions for this? Now, I understand we're talking about a segment within a segment of society, right? You've got what I colloquially refer to as the alphabet people, because I'm not going to keep track of them. And God forbid, I forget one of the letters or get it wrong. And then you've got the trans people involved in there somewhere, which basically are made up with people that are mentally ill. And rather than help them or give them the care that they actually need, we coddle them and reinforce that and quite frankly, ruin them for life. And we're supposed to celebrate it. Now, look, there are adult people that want to change their appearance of their sex. And as an adult, if they want to go do that to themselves, I'm not going to stand in their way. But any parent that would do that to their child, how can that be seen as anything other than child abuse? Yet we're supposed to celebrate. Yet the pack has decided to side with this individual. Now, they say, and I've heard them, that because we question it, because we say this is not a good idea, that we're hating people. We're seeking to exclude people, punish them. Nothing could be further from the sort. I, I know the vast majority of the people that are there speaking every month for over a year, trying to deal with pornographic books, trying to deal with bad policy, right? The implementation of social emotional learning or CRT into the stuff that they're teaching the children, even though they conveniently don't call it that or say they don't have a curriculum that teaches that when clearly that is not the case. The same school district that spends more time, in my opinion, concerned about what your children are thinking and punishing the parents that dare speak out than actually educating the children. That does not reflect on the individual teachers because nobody's attacking the teachers. They might go after the policies, their procedures, but nobody attacks the teachers, much less the majority of the people that I know that go to speak because a good number of them are either retired school teachers or retired school district employees or, quite frankly, people that are related to or have married people that have been in teaching and have a reverence for it. I myself have been on record multiple times. In my perfect world, there would be no government schools. But the world is neither perfect nor is it mine, so we have government schools. So it is in my best interest to make sure that those government schools are being as even-handed and doing as good a job as they can to educate the next generation. I would prefer for people to educate their own children or utilize homeschool or private school or some kind of co-op or whatever. But if you can't or you're not willing to, that's okay. I That's your decision. They're your children. You do what you think is best for your family. And I'm not going to come into your life and tell you how you should raise your children. But likewise... That doesn't go the opposite way. They shove that stuff in our face and they call us names and say we're bad people. So let me ask you, if you signed up to be a part of the public schools first McKinney, I know it's a high-minded sounding venture. I know that it sounds very nonpartisan and benign and we're just looking out for the school district. We want to fundraise for them or we want to protect the teachers or whatever sob story or sales pitch they give you. And maybe they're going to do some of that. But this pack is controlled by progressives. They're controlled by people that don't like 
heteronormative behaviors. They don't like proper sexuality. They don't like Christians. They don't like a lot of things as I would define them. They have their own progressive Christian worldview, maybe, but they're in league with a known Satanist. So let me ask you, if you consider yourself a good Baptist, a good Methodist, a good Catholic, a good Lutheran, what business do you have being in league with these people? I think it's a fair question. I'm not going to condemn you because you didn't know any better. Or maybe you doubt the influence that these people have within this group. Ah, you know, it's 1%, you know, whatever. Well, 1% of sewage is still sewage. Let me ask you, do you think that Angie Beto is the best face of a nonpartisan organization? A known Democrat operative. Now, apparently they brought on the mayor, who is a quasi-Republican, certainly not a conservative, but that's okay. We've talked about this. There's plenty of fake Dem- or f- <laughs> fake Republicans that are actually Democrats. Plenty of fra- fake Baptists that are not Baptists at all. They joined the club there so that they could get their good social time in with their peers. There are plenty of fake Christians. But that's not for me to say who they are. It's not for me to make that criticism because I don't know their heart. I can see their fruits, I can see what they're doing, and you can run around preaching love and platitudes, but if you're not teaching the Word of God, and if you don't believe the Word of God, how can you call yourself a Christian? Now, there's at least one name on this list, that if it's a person I think it is, who is a pastor, whom I have met on more than one occasion, whom I generally respect. So I'm curious, pastor, what are you doing here? Do you do not know who these people are that make up this group? I think maybe you do, and you're turning a blind eye. Who are you leading astray? You have a higher responsibility. You should have done a little more research. That's what I would say. Now, I know there's at least one family in here that are fake Republicans, and I would call them out on that. We have sparred on social media before in the past. They are entitled to their opinions. It is not my intention to paint with the broad brush and say everybody on this list that they've put out is evil, wrong, satanic, or progressive. I believe they bought the sales pitch. I believe they thought they were doing something good for the community. I'm telling you, it is my opinion, they were sold a false bill of goods. I'm telling you, I believe they were lied to. I'm believing in my heart that these people really don't know what they've done. Now, I know there's a good number of the leadership of this that know exactly what they're doing. I know there's a few people that are elected officials that have signed up for this that know exactly what they're doing. They think it's going to be helpful. They think it's providing cover. They think they're protecting the school district. They're not. They're rewarding bad behavior. They're they're protecting inaction. This is not what we're looking for. Now, that being said, to be fair, I would be willing to bet the vast majority of the people that are on this list have absolutely nothing to do with the day-to-day operations of this organization. I'm going to also give the benefit of the doubt that most of them have no idea what this organization is doing on their behalf. In fact, I'm going to also go so far as to say they probably didn't even know what they were signing up for. And some of these people are progressives and probably would even agree with the majority of the things that have been staked out as being priority issues for this group. 
but they still don't know the extent of what goes on. So unlike our adversaries, I'm not going to call people out. I'm not going to paint them with a broad brush. I'm not going to run their name into the ground. But if it's people that I know and I know what they stand for, and I know that they're, in my opinion, not for anything that I would support and quite frankly are not for anything that I think are positive ideals, I'm going to call them out, which is why I mentioned Angie Beto. Now, I've met her personally. I have not had a crossword with her personally. I don't hate the lady. I don't know her well enough to hate her. Because I don't hate people unless I've got a darn good reason to hate them. Now, I can disagree with policies. I can disagree with different principles that she may have. And I might even, if I should speak to her for a period of time, find her personally somebody I dislike. But that's not the case now. But I know she's a Democrat operative. I know she's progressive. I know that she's raised two sons that worked in the school district that both no longer work in the school district. And at least one of them has a cloud of suspicion over him, but I'm not going to call them out by name. I'm not even going to lay out there what that suspicion is because it's all hearsay. I'm going to be kind and gracious when talking about other people. I know that's a challenge for some of my opponents. I know that our adversaries don't have that in them particularly the one individual that seems to make his entire point in life of going after Kyle Sims. Kyle's my friend. He's a big boy. He's not afraid of you. He'd take you on any time, verbally or otherwise. So I would much rather you speak to the issues. I would much rather you speak to what you think they can improve. Now, I I watched the public comments last night. Or was it the night? I don't know. But I watched the public comments at the last meeting. And there were a number of people that went out of their way to praise Rick McDaniel in his retirement. Okay. So I'm going to say it right now for everybody to hear. Rick McDaniel, I appreciate the amount of time that you've put in the McKinney ISD. Rick McDaniel, obviously you were good at being a principal because they made you the superintendent. Rick McDaniel, I don't think you were a bad superintendent per se. I think maybe you got in a little over your head. Maybe you had some things that were beyond your control that were causing a problem. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. And our school district went from being an A to a B. Our school district's got some issues that I don't think you adequately addressed. But in fairness, I think a large part of that actually goes on the school board itself. The school board doesn't want to lead. The school board doesn't seem to be interested in coming up with solutions. Now, you may very well have had solutions that I didn't agree with. But at least in theory, you're supposed to follow the board's lead. You're supposed to follow their directives. But if they're not willing to do that, that leaves you to guess. And that's not fair to you. So, Rick, as you go off into retirement, which is obviously well earned after the many years you put in at the school district, I will say thank you for your service. And whomever we should choose to replace you with, hopefully will do as good or better job than what you have done. And I don't mean that as a slight. I'm hoping to get an opportunity to address many of these vaccine issues that have been lingering for over a year because the school board refuses to do anything about them. Anybody that would put in nearly 30 plus years of their life into a single profession should be lauded or rewarded. You've got a well-earned retirement. I would hopefully uh, think you make the most of it. Spend time with your family, your grandchildren, whatever. 
I'm not going to go after you personally. I don't know you personally. I know several people that do, and they think quite highly of you. I respect what those people think. I don't like some of your policies. I don't like some of the things that you've done or not done, but that doesn't have anything to do with what I think about you personally. So I am not going to beat you up for something that's out of your control. I'm willing to be gracious in that way. Unfortunately, a good number of my adversaries or my opponents are not willing to do that. To the rest of the school board, threw you up for re-election. I'm looking forward to having you go off to retirement. I know that you're going to ignore your own electioneering. I know that you're going to ignore, ignore the fact that you don't even follow your own rules. I'm going to, I know that you're going to ignore the fact that you've been arbitrary and capricious over this last year on how you've implemented your rules and enforced them. I'm looking forward to you retiring as well. I may not be successful, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to work towards that. But here's the thing. I'm going to avoid going after you personally. I'm going to avoid name calling. I'm going to avoid attacking you or your family because I believe that we can do this in an appropriate way. I believe that we can do this in a kind way. You have bad policies. Your principles are wrong. I disagree with these. For that reason, I don't want to support you when you're running for office. It's pretty simple as that. But oftentimes we don't do that. We go after individuals by name, by family, by affiliation, and we throw people under the bus. Now, you're, right now, you're probably thinking to yourself, but Stephen, you just said all these people that are part of this group, they may be bad Republicans. They may be bad Democrats. They may be fake. All that is true. I believe that. A number of those people probably are fake Baptists, fake Lutherans, fake Catholics, faith, or I'm sorry, fake Methodists. I, I can believe that. And they can still believe that they're good ones. There's nothing wrong with that. I haven't called anybody out by name because I don't know where their heart is. I'm not going to suppose that I know better than the creator God. But I am going to say is by your fruits, you should know them. And somebody that claims to be a Republican but then works against Republican issues is clearly a bad Republican. Somebody that claims to be a conservative but clearly doesn't hold conservative positions or actively torpedoes conservative ideas is not a conservative. Somebody that claims to be a Christian but doesn't believe what Christianity teaches and actually works against them is clearly not a good Christian. It's a pretty low bar there, but I don't know what their status of their salvation is, so I'm not going to go there. All I'm going to suggest to you is when you put your name on a list of people, you say you support this thing, you ought to be aware of who you're signing up in a league with. The so-called nonpartisan PAC, which concerns themselves with these schools. Okay, great. Sounds awesome. Led by a progressive Democrat. Brought in a couple other political people who are clearly progressive. has a known Satanist, and an, and I don't know what the other guy's issue is, that are their mouthpieces many, many times. But hey, if you want to join that team, you go right ahead. I will no, I will no longer require you to distance yourself from those people. Then you have a right to ask me to distance myself from anybody that's nominally on my team. I have no problem saying, hey, I don't necessarily agree on this issue, but that person's my friend. I have no problem saying that elected official is on my team, but I don't agree with this, that, or the other thing, but they're still on my team and I'm not going to run them into the ground. I'm not going to spend my time attacking them. 
I am going to hold them accountable. I am going to tell them what the expectations are. And I am going to come back and say, you did a bad job or a good job when the session or meetings are over because that's my job. That's why I choose to do what I do every day. I stand where there are other people that can't or won't do it. I think that the majority of the people that signed up to be part of this pack think that they're doing the same thing. They think that the school district's under attack. It's not. They think that people are going after teachers. They're not. They're going after bad policies and bad procedures and they're seeking some reforms, but that's not what they're being told and that's not what they're hearing. So we have to give these people grace and benefit of the doubt. So if any of your friends are on this pack and you are listening to me, you probably ought to question what was their motivation. You ought to be kind enough to go to them in person and ask them, why are you doing this? Why are you supporting this? Don't condemn them because I'm going to tell you a vast majority have no idea what they signed up for. Much like the communists did back in the early 1900s, they started all sorts of groups and organizations and brought a whole bunch of people in that had no idea what they were working towards. They had no idea what the ultimate aims of those organizations were. But you can't hate them for that. You have to have grace. You have to have kindness. You have to ask them, is this really what you signed up for? What do you think is happening here? That requires a lot of time and effort from our side. We have to be willing to meet these people where they are. We have to be willing to reach out to these people and find out what it is that they're afraid of or what do they think is happening. We need to tell them the truth of the matter. Now, I know it's a very millennial, a very uh, postmodern thing that you're supposed to tell them your truth. Well, there is a the truth, and then there's the truth as I understand it. And when I refer to my truth as I understand it, I'm telling you this is what I believe to be true based upon the truth. And if I get something wrong between what I've said or what I believe in the truth, then I'm wrong. The problem is a lot of people aren't willing to say that. They're not willing to admit that maybe they don't understand something or maybe they don't know something. I don't suffer from that. Or at least I don't think I do. (laughs) You have to be willing to talk to other people. You have to be willing to admit that maybe, just maybe, what you were told about that person or what you think about that person isn't the truth. And this goes for both sides. I'm honest. I am a partisan. I am pro-liberty. That means in Collin County, Texas, right now, I have to be part of the Republican Party. Is the Republican Party perfect? Heck no. Is the Republican Party really conservative? Heck no. Does the Republican Party make liberty their foremost principle? Absolutely not. But given my choices, that's the opportunity I have. But the sad thing is, is there's a whole lot of progressives, moderates, that also know that as well. And they think that they can change the party from within. They're right. The moderates have been quite successful in changing the party from within. That's why there are so many activists involved right now, because they know full well that the party has changed. One would hope that if you're a member of this uh, public schools first McKinney pack, that you would be very concerned about where this pack is going and what they're doing and what they stand for. And then you might want to be a little bit more involved if you think this is the right thing for you to be doing. If you're a good conservative or a good Baptist or Methodist or Catholic or Lutheran, you probably ought to ask them, do we really want to tie ourselves to these individuals? Are these people the proper people to be our spokespersons? Is this in our best interest? Does this really help our community or our school district? 
You have to be willing to ask those questions. Now, maybe you're a progressive. Maybe you're moderate. Maybe you think that this isn't an issue. That's okay. As long as you can admit that to yourself. But you also have to be willing to admit that there are other people that are good people that have a difference of opinion. And they look at things differently than you do. And that doesn't mean that they hate you or they want to kill you or they want you to go away or any of that stuff. It just means that they disagree on these issues. The whole idea that my church has put forth is people helping people find and follow Christ. Well, even if you just, you know, you're an atheist or you're agnostic and you don't think there's any benefit to finding and following Christ, the first part is still the principle that's at play here, people helping people. The way I help people is I try and tell you what's going on. I try and make you aware of different things. I try and inform you on things that you may not hear. And yes, it's beneficial to me. At some point in the near or distant future, I may actually make a little money doing this. Maybe I gain a little notoriety. But honestly, this is the truest thing of altruism that I do. I get nothing out of this. I actually get a little grief from time to time. I meet some people that are my friends. They know what I do and they, they appreciate it. But nobody really cares on the grand scheme of things, right? I've been told I have two listeners. Well, I know that's not true. I mean, if I were to take all the episodes I've made, divided by all the different people that I've had listen to it, I'm averaged at around 200 per episode. And I know that's not accurate either because the first 200 episodes probably were lucky to get 100. That means that the last 100 episodes probably have a lot closer to 400. And lately I've been averaging close to 500. And why? Because I must be doing something that these people care enough to take a half an hour or 15 minutes of their time, if not every day, every couple days, and listen to what I have to say. So I try and put something unique. So I try and put something fresh. And what I'm doing here is letting you know this is what the public school's first McKinney pack is doing. If you're comfortable with that, if you think they're supporting what you want, then you've made the right choice. But if you're uncomfortable with it, or if you have a friend or family member that's name is on this list and you're uncomfortable with it, you probably need to give them the benefit of the doubt and go talk to them. Go find out what their motivation is, what they wanted to do with this. The list is not hard to find. They've put it out there for us to see. Take the time. Do your own research. Look into these things. If you have any questions, hey, we're all over the place. You can talk to any one of us people right of center that are concerned about what our children are being taught. Or I'm just going to stick it with that. With that, this was the special report. The public school system in McKinney, Texas, and why you ought to be paying attention to it and what the various groups are that are at play with this. And as I have said before, we have got three good people running to replace three people that need to retire on the school board. Now, you may agree or disagree with me, but I'll be very disappointed if the entirety of the race boils down to a bunch of personal attacks. But I expect nothing less from my opposition or our adversaries. And with that, this was According to Callus, special report. I'll catch you on the other side.